Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault. To the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So be sure and head on over to the updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Join and use the promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-50. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take the advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. And one more day closer to the battle for the golden egg. Uh, that battle's taking place in Starfield, Mississippi. Thanksgiving night between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. A lot is on the line this year. A lot's on the line for both Ole Miss and Mississippi State. For the Rebels, there's a chance to go to either the Sugar Bowl or a chance to go to the Peach Bowl, both access bowls. Also a chance to win 10 wins for the first time in program history in the regular season. Already a couple of feats have already been accomplished. Rebels finished 7-0 and at home for the first time since 1992. It's been a big year for Ole Miss. It's been a very successful year under head coach Lane Kiffin. Vice versa for Mississippi State. A great opportunity to finish very strong and gear up for recruiting. The Bulldogs could finish 8-4, and 5-3 and three in the conference, and this is a team that started off the year against a very questionable Louisiana Tech game in which, you know, we had Charlie Winfield on the program a couple of days ago, and Charlie said, you know, and I asked him, did, did you and Bart Gregory, the pre- and the post-game hosts, kind of look at each other and say, is this the way it's going to be this year? <laughs> but credit Mississippi State. Talk about getting hot when it's right. Don't forget, a big win over NC State and then had the game in Memphis. Had the game against LSU. All of a sudden, catch fire against A&M, Vanderbilt, Kentucky. Played well at, at Arkansas, just didn't make the plays down the stretch. Credit Sam Pittman, man. He's got them rolling in Fayetteville. And they just totally dismantled Auburn. It's going to be a fun game uh, Thanksgiving night. And I expect a... Uh, you know, I kind of expect that not a defensive struggle, but I expect the defenses to step up. A couple of matchups, and you'll hear we're so happy to have Brian Haydad. He's one of the hosts of Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. He's also one of the hosts of the Thunder and Lightning podcast, along with Robbie Falk of 247 Sports. That's a part of the Super Talk Network of podcasts. I'm excited for you guys to hear, but I think I think Haydad makes some great points about this particular season. He also made some great points about some matchups he's looking forward to, and, I, and I'll leave you to listen to what he's, he's looking forward to, and I agree with him. I'll give you a hint. It's on the line of scrimmage. 
for me, I'm looking forward to seeing what Ole Miss can do in regards to pressure for Will Rogers. Is he is he going to be able to sit back in the pocket and pick the Ole Miss defense apart? If so, that's not good news. But do they line up Sam Williams on Scott Lashley and see if he can get around him? What does do we see pressure coming for Brian Robinson, the, the outside linebacker? Is this a deal to where DJ Durkin's going to force Will Rogers to become mobile? That means you're going to put your corners on an island. I don't know. A lot of gameplay, obviously, is at play. Short week, too. So both these teams are coming off short weeks. But it's Egg Bowl week. And it's always a lot of fun. A special thank you to David Johnson and the entire 247 crew at Inside the Rebels. It's been a great partnership so far. I couldn't thank those guys enough. It's If you look at the site, with Chris Brooks and Tyler Comas, it's kind of a all hands on deck right now. We're so excited that the basketball is cranking up. Both men's and women's are cranked up. We've got volleyball going on, uh, and of course, in a couple of couple of months, we'll have baseball cranked up. But right now, it's all recruiting and all football, and and we've got you covered on Inside the Rebels, the two four seven Sports affiliate. So, uh, you have a chance, log on, check it out. Uh, there's a couple of specials running. Be a part of that message board community. It's very vibrant. And uh, I know you're interested in recruiting. There's a story right now that Chris Brooks wrote about Stone Blanton, the coveted four-star linebacker out of MRA, has kind of got his choices down to Ole Miss and Mississippi State. A great story out uh, right now. David uh, has some great information about some people entering the transfer portal and also about some recruits that were on campus this past Saturday. It's all for you right there at Inside the Rebels, the 247 Sports Affiliate. Look forward to seeing you there. And it is the home for Ole Miss sports online we want to thank our sponsor today bet online a lot's going on but it's thanksgiving and we all know what that means it's football and nothing goes better with football than turkey and then uh, joining our friends over at bet online bet online has has you covered for all holiday season more props odds and lines than uh, than ever before bet online remains the number one spot for all sports action this thanksgiving nfl college they've got you covered it's not just football bet online has pro and college hoops NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on your favorite sports. So be sure and head on over to the updated desktop mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code BLEAV to receive your bonus today. That's betonline.ag. Brian Haydad will be coming up in just a moment as we preview the battle for the Golden Egg in Starkville this year. I think the line came out as Ole Miss minus one. Last I checked, Mississippi State is now the favorite by two and a half. Home team gets three points. Bulldogs favored by two and a half. It's going to be a tight 6.30 kick. We've got Joe Tess, uh, Joe Tessator, of course, and Greg McElroy and Katie George on the call for ESPN. Cowbells will be ringing, and it's going to be an absolute war. Here's Brian Haydad, host of Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi and, of course, host of Thunder and Lightning Podcast on the Super Talk Network, right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. 
an autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. Now we welcome in Brian Haydad, of course, the host for uh, Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Also has a great podcast with uh, Robbie Falk, uh, Thunder and Lightning. Uh, for, for Mississippi State fans listening, man, that's a great list. And I bet and probably the folks listening here are listening to that as well. That's a part of the Super Talk uh, network as well. Uh, Brian Haydad, thanks, buddy. I really appreciate you being part of the show today. Oh, man, anytime, Brad. Always glad to come on and talk Egg Bowl. And, you know, we talk about Egg Bowl. And before we get into the nuts and bolts of, of this MSU football team, this rivalry, it's fun. It's it's heated. I think you've probably got people more on Ole Miss's side than State side that do that kind of want to denounce the hate and that sort of thing. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I think the hate kind of fuels it. <laughs> you're you're right about that. I, I agree with what you said. I, I think that their State fans are are a little quicker to embrace the hate than Ole Miss fans. For Ole Miss like to play the you know the. I don't want to get too far down the stereotypical route here, but the sort of the, you know, yeah. ah, it's just another game to us. And, and, but it's not. Right. Uh, it, it is. You know, you look at last year, Lane Kiffin after the game said it was like winning the Super Bowl. And they had hats and shirts printed up for winning the game. I mean, it obviously means something to them. You, you do have that, that that small portion of the Ole Miss fan base that's like leave the trophy on the, uh, on the field. But that's never going to happen. This game has meaning for everybody involved in it. Yeah, I think I heard this before uh, when you when you pointed it out on uh, on Sports Talk. The first Egg Bowl was it maybe ninety one that you went to? My first my my first one I ever went to was eighty five. Okay, but okay. The, I, my streak started in ninety three. Okay, the reason I asked the first one I went to was ninety one, and that of course, believe it or not, it was a fight in Jackson. It was before yeah. it came back on campus. Ninety, the, ninety, ninety. Okay, so that that the yeah. first one I went to. Uh, I was indoctrinated. My dad sat me with people I didn't know, and he was sitting somewhere else. It's, it, I'm not sure why this happened this way. But anyway, I'm sitting there as a kid watching people just waylay on each other, and I thought, is this what football is all about? If it is, I kind of like it. So yeah. you and I have seen a lot of fights over the years. I, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm one of those guys that I'm not asking for a fight, but I kind of perk up in my seat a little bit. And, and I'm not saying I want him, I want a fight on, on Thursday night. Please don't don't get me wrong. But I love yeah. I love a little spirit, you know. I saw on Twitter yesterday, it was a video from, I think, 13 to where Ohio State, Michigan, and Ohio State was walking through the tunnel, and about halfway through a side door, here come just some raging mad uh, Michigan players, and they are just going toe-to-toe, 
and I enjoyed it. And I don't know if that's my personality. I don't know if it's good or bad that I enjoyed that. But I love good old fashioned hate, and I think we're we're seeing plenty of that. And 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 I think I'd love your thoughts on this. Is it you know we we we, we look? You heard Mike Leach yesterday. Uh, we record on Tuesday. You heard him yesterday talk about you know lovey dovey with with Lane Kiffin. It was kind of vice versa. Man, it's not like that with his fan base. I think I think this rivalry is as heated as it's ever been. The only two people who like each other in this rivalry are Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin. Everybody else has even even the 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 the, the husband and wife yeah. that are state nomads. There is an inherent distrust that's just it's just lying under the surface. Oh, I love you, honey, but I don't really trust right. you. Right? It's that it's out there, and and I, you know, I again to sort of echo what you said. I don't want to see a fight, but when you see a fight. As a fan, what it makes you think to think is, okay, I'm not alone in this. You know, I hate <laughs> yeah. state. I hate Ole Miss. Okay, they hate each other too. They're fighting down there. It's not. It's not just me uh, that, that feels this way. So you get that 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 validation. And like outside of outside of, of Kiffin and Leach, there's no friends in, in the Egg Bowl rivalry. Yeah, and, and please. <laughs> I don't want to get starting text from the university. I'm not. In, I'm not inciting a fight on either side. Yeah, please, don't, please, nobody cancel us. Please, we're not, we're no, not inciting. Yeah. I, we're just saying. Look, man, we love football and we love um, we love people that care and 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 we love the intensity. So, interesting question. I've always wanted to ask you this, and I'm so glad I have the opportunity to do this now. A lot of Ole Miss fans have told me that playing Mississippi State, they're more worried about losing than they are winning. What do you think the Mississippi State fan base think? It's probably very similar because because if you live in Mississippi, you know, let's say you're a Mississippi State fan. And I mean, if you go to the doctor's office, your doctor's probably an Ole Miss fan. He's going to give you grief. You go to the pharmacy, sort of the same thing. If you, you know, wherever you go in the state, you're going to run into the other guys. So nobody wants to have to be the guy who's sort of like, you know, looking, not trying to make eye contact and not wearing his school colors. You want to be that guy. Who's you know got uh, Jackie Sherrill talked about? It. He's like, I want to put that coffee mug on my desk that says Mississippi State. You want to be that that guy who's wearing his Ole Miss uh, sweatshirt or whatever proudly. So, and for me, you know, through the years, the pain of of, of 1997 or the pain of of 2017 to me always is stronger than the joy that 1999 or or or, uh, or 2016 brought. You know, I always think back to those those those. Terrible moments where Ole Miss you know, snatches victory away from Mississippi yeah. State more than I do think about the times when State was able to do the opposite for whatever reason. Maybe I'm just a negative person by by uh, by trade, but that's how I look at it. So, yeah, I, I think State fans w- would tell you that that the the pain of a loss is is a lot stronger than the, the happiness of the win. I think you know you could flip that on its side and say, well, the kick six if that's if you want to call it the kick in the Whatever the happened kick with the, pig. the yeah. kick in yeah. the big with Eugene Clinton, and then of course when Mississippi State had the big comeback, uh, intercepts Romero, and then you mm-hmm. have uh, when when uh, Nico Whitley forced a fumble, Bo Wallace fumbles into the end zone. I think Ole Miss fans remember that. Ole Miss fans mm-hmm. remember when Dan Mullen's first year and yeah. Houston up brought a really good team to Starfield, and boy, they just Mississippi State just beat the snot out of Ole Miss that day and <laughs> kept Ole Miss out of the Citrus Bowl. Is it from a Mississippi State fan? Do you, th- you think it's a situation to where Mississippi State says, we don't like you, we want to beat you every time, we want to keep you out of bowl games, and if we don't win this game, I don't want to say it's not a successful season, but it's a much more difficult offseason. Do you think it's the well, same way in Oxford? They just won't admit it. 
Well, I mean, if there was an article I saw yesterday, I think Ross Dellinger wrote it, where Houston yeah. was talking about, you know, they had gone to the Cotton Bowl and had a great season in 2009, but every stop he made along the way, people were like, look, you got to beat Mississippi State. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's the same way in both times. I, I think, you know, going back to sort of what we were just talking about, I don't even know that there's joy in winning the Egg Bowl. I think it's relief. Mm-hmm. I think it's, oh, gosh, you know, because if you lose, it's 365 days of you see your friend and you see whoever, that's going to be a problem. Uh, so I think I think I think both sides are like it's not like it used to be. There used there used to be a, a segment of both sides of the fan base that were like, I don't I don't if we're ten and one and we lose to state or we lose to Ole Miss, it's not a successful season. Those days are over. Like if state loses this game or if Ole Miss loses this game, they're both going to great bowls. They're both going to be really good. It just I think it's just a function of there were so many years where this was all you had, you know, it was four and seven playing three and eight. And this was the winner. The trophy of this game was the only thing that anybody was taking home. Now that both teams look like they're on the upward trend, you can, you can, you know, breathe a little bit and say, look, okay, we lost the egg ball, but we're still going to, especially for Ole Miss, right? Ole Miss loses this game. They're still going to go to the citrus bowl or some fantastic bowl game. Um, So, yeah, I, I think that it's not as bad as it used to be on that particular front. There's been a lot of good Egg Bowls. If you could really point one out, which one do you think it would be? Oh, man. Uh, we could talk a long time on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe uh, top three? That way you don't pin one down? Top three for me, 99 is definitely there. Uh, you just th- That incredible comeback. Yeah. And, I mean, that capped a, a fantastic season. Um, I think 09 would be in there because you felt – you know, after after the Croom era, that you felt like the program was turning around, and that right. game sort of solidified that. Uh, and that's 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 one of the few egg bowls that, for me, where I mean, normally the favorite wins. I mean, they just you, you don't see a lot of upsets in this in this series. Seventeen is probably the most recent one, uh, but I mean, for the most part, the team coming in that 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 is clearly better is going to win. Uh, so I'll put 09. and then ninety eight. I mean, to win the SEC West and go to get to go to Atlanta and win that game in in Oxford, you send Tommy Tuberville packing from uh, from Oxford in that game. I mean, it wasn't a very good game. State won it pretty easily, but just everything around that game, I guess I would put it in there. Looking at this uh, twenty twenty one football team, it's definitely evolved over the last couple of weeks. And, and honestly, if you look at what Mississippi State was able to do uh, after the loss to LSU, it's been a pretty nice run with the exception of the Alabama game. I think that's kind of an anomaly there. Mm-hmm. Beating a really good Kentucky team, uh, just really taking care of Vanderbilt on the road. Beating Arkansas, honestly, because if you make a couple of kicks and you make one stop late in the game, that game's over. Totally dismantling Auburn, Tennessee State. You see where I'm going. It feels like this team is gaining steam at the right part of the year. Yeah, they definitely play better. You know, Going back to Texas A&M, you know, the Alabama game, I don't know if it's an anomaly or what, because when you look at the way everybody else has played Alabama versus Mississippi State, State's the only team that was totally dominated by them. So I don't I don't know what to make of that. But, you know, they beat A&M, they beat Kentucky, they beat Vanderbilt. The Arkansas game is what it is. You know, I, you know, you, you made a play to get off the field and, and, and you got a penalty called on you. Uh, and then the Auburn game was su- such a – I mean, it's 28-3. to three. I mean – you think the game is over, and that's just an incredible comeback by Mississippi State. So they do have a lot of momentum, but Ole Miss has a lot of momentum. I mean, they've been playing well. They, they haven't lost since they played Auburn. Uh, you know, they've only lost two times this year. This is a 
I mean, the college football playoff rankings are coming out tonight as we're recording. They're going to be in the top 10. So this is as good a matchup as we've had probably since 15. And I, I think that the teams are more evenly matched this year than they were that year. That was my very next question. Is, is this the best, the best matchup? And, and I agree with you. Let's look at individual players in, in different groups on offense and defense. What what are you looking for uh, on Thursday night? I, I know I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, for example, Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, Jalen Green has taken a big step forward. The senior transfer, strong safety. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they defend these Ole Miss wide receivers. What's the matchups you're looking forward to? Well, you, you sort of hit on one thing there. With Forbes and Emerson, I feel good about State on the outside. But the safeties, are going. that's going to be a big matchup because Ole Miss loves to put guys in the slot and hit those plays in the seam. State's got to be able to stop that. It killed them uh, last season, with those deep passes. That's, that was the difference in the game. The biggest matchup for me in this game is State's offensive line against Ole Miss's defense. You know, the, the Rebels lead the, the nation in sacks. Sam Williams has set a sack record for Ole Miss. Don't think we'll see him matched up very often on Charles Cross, who's you know potential first round pick. Yeah, uh, in, in a few months, I, I can't imagine DJ Durkin wants to see that. He'll 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 move him over to the other side and let him rush against Scott Lashley. But Cross is an eraser. I mean, he's going to win his one on ones every single time. It feels like so. State's offensive line gets to play four on two when the, against the three man front, and that's what everybody does against State. Is they they play they rush three and they figure out a way to drop eight. Uh, and Ole Miss runs a three man front that three two six look which i think is an interesting look against mississippi state because you know you, you got a lot of a lot of speed on the field that way and that, that sort of helps negate what state likes to do uh playing playing those zone coverages so if state can protect will rogers and he's got time to throw he I mean it's he's at the point now where it feels like he's going to to be able to do it. he's going to be able to have another game where he's 45 of 52 or something like that and and move the football but if Ole Miss gets pressure and, and, and it's not even really about sacks it's just you know, can they throw off his timing state's offense is built so much into timing and making those reads if they're able to just get in his face a little bit it's, it's going to be a big plus for Ole Miss so that's the matchup for me that that will probably determine the winner of this game Charlie Winfield made a good point uh talked about LaQuinton Sharp the center a left guard uh Cameron Jones and then right guard been playing a lot by Cole Smith and of course Dollar Bill Johnson he th- he says that <clears throat> Will Rogers has really done well the last couple of weeks is because they've created a nice pocket in the middle of the field. Is that pretty? Is that kind of what you're seeing as well? Yeah, I mean, if you go back and watch the Auburn game, the number of times Rogers was able to get to his third and fourth reads is incredible. I mean, and he's just got time this past week. I mean, I know it's Tennessee State, but you and I could have probably completed some passes, Brad. He just had time to throw. I don't think anybody touched him. I mean, I literally don't think a Tennessee play, State player laid a hand on Will Rogers the entire game. So when he's got the time, I mean, you can't cover forever. And State's receivers are really good. They're as good as they've ever been in the history of this university. You've got eight or nine guys there that you, that you like. I mean, Wally, Austin Williams, those guys, they find they find those open spaces. Makai Polk is leading the SEC in receptions. Malik Heath has had a couple of back-to-back good games. And, I mean, we're not even talking about Tulu Griffin, who hasn't played in three weeks. But they expect him back for this one. Uh, Ra-Ra Thomas, they expect him back. So, I mean, there's just so many options in that passing game for Mississippi State. When Rodgers has time, he, he just he's just really tough. This offense is just really tough to stop. Will Rodgers, incredible stat, leads the Power Five in passing with over 4,100 yards. That also leads the SEC and ranks second in the FBS. And he's just the seventh SEC quarterback to ever record a 4,000-yard passing season and holds the MSU school record. I guess the the basic question here, hey, Dad, why, 
why is nobody talking about him nationally? Is it because of the system he plays in? Well, I think that's part of it. It's the slow start, too, more than anything else. Right. I mean, you think about the first four weeks of the season, Matt Corral got out of the gates really quick. And, you know, he, he, had, and he also he came into the season with some buzz, you know, did Corral. Uh, and then he, he justified it the first few weeks of the season. They had the huge games, uh, you know, in the middle of the year with Arkansas and, and Tennessee. And Rodgers, you know, was putting up numbers in those first four games, but State was two and two. They had that really bad loss to Memphis. Um, and so you just didn't really know what to make of him. And Rodgers has gotten better and better each week. My guess is this time next year, you know, when we look ahead, he'll have a lot of buzz. But this year, it's, it, he's definitely been playing second fiddle to, uh, to Corral. Uh, but this game is an opportunity to maybe sort of put his name out there a little bit. I, I think the winner of this game, and you can disagree, I, I know Richard Cross does, uh, is going to win the Connerly Trophy. I agree if, with you 100%. If, if, if Corral has a good game and they win, it's going to be him. If Rodgers has a good game, he can get ahead of him, which is incredible when you think that four or five weeks ago, Rod, Corral was the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman, never, been the, never mind the Connerly. But Rodgers has just been so good these past few weeks. Next year, I mean, when we go to media days, Bryce Young and Will Rogers are going to be sort of what Bryce Young and Matt Corral, maybe yeah. I guess maybe JT Daniels right. and Matt Corral were this year. They're they're only the odds-on favorites to be the first team All SEC quarter. I agree, and I don't think there's a, I don't think that was a, a mistake. Or I'm not saying that correctly. I don't think that was an accident that the email was sent out that they're going to wait till after the Egg Bowl to select the Connolly. I mean, it's almost right. like we're going to select the winner of this game. Is what it felt like to me. The committee was saying. And if I must say, I think you and Robbie kind of got the ball rolling on that. Is that did I hear that correctly? <laughs> we'll take the credit for it. We, <laughs> we, we did a podcast about it. Where yeah. we, you know, and, and, and in all honesty, if you want to go a step further, Charles Cross is the best college football player in this state. He's going to go in the top ten of the NFL draft. He's he's going to be first team. I mean, Corral, as good as he's been this year, I don't think he's going to be first team All SEC. I think Bryce Young is going to be. Yeah. But Charles Cross is going to be first team All SEC. He could be an All American. He's just that good. But you know, the, the way the Connerly process works, you only get one player per school, uh, you know, and so they, they nominated Will Rogers. It is what it is there. And I'm glad that they waited. I mean, that just makes sense, right? You, should, you shouldn't be able to vote on a, an award for the best player in college football in the state of Mississippi until the season's over. Yeah. So especially when the last yeah. game of the season is the biggest game of the season. Yeah, and I think there's there's an argument to be made that uh, and and you know agree or disagree with Nick Suss for the Clarion Ledger, he made a good point that Sam Williams was the best player on Ole Miss's team. It, it, it's you, not anybody can, on offense. You can make you can make that argument for yeah. sure. I, I think Corral is the best player on Ole Miss's team, but Sam Williams is another guy that you know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is for the Connerly Trophy. I, I wish they figured it out though. Yeah, Ken Hole winner uh, was announced, I believe, yesterday. Yeah, very, Charles very, Cross, very yeah. deserving for Charles Cross, yeah, uh, integral part of that offensive line. Uh, the wide receiving core, you kind of hit on it a little bit. Uh, Makai Polk has been, boy, he's been something. It's funny, you know, everybody talks about the the transfer portal and Ole Miss has, has done a good job. I think U.S. has done a pretty darn good job, and that's Mississippi State. Malik Keith, Makai Polk, Jameer Calvin, all those guys are transfers, whether it be from the JUCO or from the portal. And Mississippi State has one of the best wide receiving cores in the country, in my opinion, uh, as a group. And we haven't seen a ton of Jaden Wally this year. At least we haven't seen him come out. And I think a lot of that is because those balls are going to Polk and going to Heath and going to Calvin. And by the way, Austin Williams, the representative of the SEC Media Day, he was going to be a good face for the university. Ah, yeah, whatever. He's ended up being one of the go-to receivers for quarterback yeah. Will Rogers. Well, he, well, Austin Williams is the guy that you, you that Rogers probably trusts the most on third down because he's just going to make the, the the play there. And Austin Williams is an interesting guy to talk about in this game. 
because you know it has to still be on his mind what happened last year. Going into the end zone, he yeah. fumbles the football, almost recovers and returns, I think, 70 yards. There's a 14-point swing. Yeah. There's a difference in the game. Uh, State, State's about to tie the game up, and instead Ole Miss goes up two touchdowns at that moment. So that's got to be on his mind. He'll be wanting to make a play uh, in this game. And you're right about Wally. Wally has not had the, the dominant games he had last year. Additional scat back, I guess would be the term, uh, kind of player. Hargrove is a player we haven't seen very much. What's the status on him? I know we just haven't seen him play maybe a little bit just on special teams. It, it's just that simple. It's just Mike Leach and freshmen are like, you know, oil and water. Yeah. They, they don't go together. You know, the only reason Mike Leach played Will Rogers a season ago is that KJ Costello got hurt. I think if Costello doesn't get hurt against Alabama, he might have finished out the season. So, you know, even looking back at this past weekend, against Tennessee State, a game that you had in hand from the first quarter on. You know, some of the, some of the young guys got on the field, but none of them, you know, really made much of an impact. Um, that's just the Mike Leach way. He, he's not going to put those young guys out there. So I think Hargrove is a guy who's an explosive player who can, you know, be a big role player in the future for Mississippi State, but not this season. Before we let you go, uh, win the game for Mississippi State 8-4, and four, uh, 5 and 3 in the conference. Feels like an outback bowl to me. Is that kind of what you guys are thinking over there? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see State getting into the Citrus because, you know, there'll, there'll be a four-team yeah. logjam there at five and three with State, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and, uh, and Kentucky. Even though State would be 3-0 and against those teams in that scenario, that's I think that's Texas A&M's yeah. bowl. I think A&M is going to get that bowl. So, Outback, uh, maybe, uh, I, I love saying Dukes-Mayo uh, <laughs> yeah. could be a possibility. If State loses, I think they go to Houston. Texas is the only bowl in that group of six tier right. they have not been to yet so i think if state loses they'll go to texas if they win out back i mean i know they were there a couple years or what three years ago but i, I could see them heading back down there do you not think that uh, the liberty is going to just be absolutely salivating at the mouth if mississippi state somehow falls on thursday night uh i think but i mean at the same time with the liberty liberty has like three really good options state arkansas and tennessee all of those will bring fans to Memphis. Yeah, you're right. So the Liberty really can't lose. I, I think Arkansas is going to the Liberty Bowl. That just just feels like the right the right call there. Um, and then yeah, State. When was the last time they were in Liberty? 2013. I think I that's think right. So. Uh, it's been U, a while. Was that UCF? No, that was uh, Rice. Rice. Yes. Uh, sophomore year. It was. Um, it's been a while since they've been to Liberty, but I, like I said, they haven't been to Texas at all. I feel like that's the call. Uh, obviously not putting you on the spot. I know you're probably going to do that in a couple of days uh, on uh, Sports Talk, but I would like to ask you, if I came to you at 1030 on Thanksgiving night and said, uh, in the scoreboard read, Mississippi State wins by three, five, whatever, what happened, mm-hmm. do you think, in the game? I think that State was able to uh, contain Ole Miss's running game as best they can. Uh, they limited Matt Corral in that because that's, that's really a key. Uh, they didn't turn the ball over, and they were able to protect Will Rogers. Ole Miss is good enough. To, I don't think this game's going to be a, a blowout either way, but it just means that State was able to control the ball a little bit more than Ole Miss and limit Ole Miss in the running game. He's Brian Haydad, host of Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi from every day until 3 until 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. He also has a great podcast with uh, Robbie Falk of 247 Sports. Uh, they host on Thunder and Lightning. The podcast is, of course, a part of the Super Talk Network. Uh, Brian Haydad, thank you very much for joining us today. Look forward to seeing you in Starkville on Thursday. And, boy, I- I'm just like you. It may be from a little different perspective, but I absolutely yeah. love Egg Bowl Week, and it's so much fun to-, to see the banner between both fan bases. Absolutely, man. See you on Thursday. And we're grateful for Brian Haydad joining in the show today. Brian, of course, 
is the host, uh, one of the hosts of Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi, and one of the hosts of Thunder and Lightning Podcasts, a part of the Super Talk Network of Podcasts. You want to be sure and follow Brian on Twitter. That's at Brian Haydad, H-A-D-A-D. Does a great job covering Mississippi State and is a great follow for in-game and uh, for everything that you need for Mississippi State. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Be sure to head over to the new and updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code BLEAVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your bonus today. It's the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss and Mississippi State coming up this Thursday night at 6.30 on ESPN. Uh, we'll have all the recounts for you right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan COTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network.